Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Chris Avina with American Outdoor News, and today we're here with Elisa Grandizio from Hike, Explore, Recharge. Elisa, thanks for coming on. Chris, I really appreciate you inviting me onto your show. Let's now, you've got a pretty interesting story here. I do. How did you start Hike, Explore, Recharge? And tell us a little bit about it. Um, Hike, Explore, Recharge just came out of... Um a great interest that I personally have in hiking. Um, I, you know, first started to hike many years ago when I was uh, in my late teens, and it was something, uh, just an activity that I really enjoyed. So, um, you know, fast forward, roll into uh, the COVID years, and, um, you know, we all kind of found ourselves uh, kind of stranded up the creek without a paddle, so to speak, and, and needing to find some um, other ways to occupy our time. The gyms were closed, things that we, you know, were used to doing were closed. So I sort of just went back to a, a passion that I had uh, that was hiking. Um, and uh, during that time, um, I decided that I was going to uh, get certified to be a, an, um, a hiking guide uh, through the American Hiking Guide Association. Uh, okay. So I did that, yeah. And and that's sort of what propelled me into starting this company. So you went from being a casual hiker mm -hmm. to really going hardcore. How do you get certified to be a hiking guide? Well, um, as I mentioned, there's an organization called the American Hiking Guide Association, and they've actually set the standard um, for hiking guides uh, across the United States. Um, you know, many years ago, there there was no certification. I mean, people, anybody could say, well, I'm a guide and and take you out. And um, the founder, one of the founders of the company, uh, Joe Volpus, recognized uh this and um, just an avid outdoorsman, hiker, um, great all-around person decided that he was going to set some standards um, mm -hmm. in terms of you know becoming certified, which I think is really a, a great thing. So 
Uh, I, I originally just started out wanting to take a wilderness survival course, just in case I were to get lost out on a trail that I would know what oh. to do. And, and the research sort of let it all led back to uh, becoming certified. Um, and, and that's just what, what got me into uh, becoming a certified hiking guide. So it's not just like, uh, okay, you, you walk up the trail. It's first aid, it's survival skills, um, things that you, every person should know because things happen when you're out there. Well, they do. And, and that's the point. It's, it's not really about, uh, you know, your physical ability when you get out there. That's important. But uh, I grew up, um, my childhood was, was kind of spent by a beach. I didn't have a whole lot of experience out in the wilderness. And whenever I had gone out into the woods, I was always with somebody who was, you know, more knowledgeable. So um, I decided that it, safety is of the utmost importance. I really needed things. I needed navigational skills. I, I needed to know, you know, yep. not just rely on a phone, but I needed to know how to learn the lay of the land. And as you said, if, if something happens, you know, how am I going to build shelter, you know, for the mm -hmm. night? How am I going to find a water source? Um, Starting and, a fire, reading a compass. Exactly. It goes on and on. Exactly. Things like that. And um, so I decided that since I hike a lot in on the East Coast in Pennsylvania and the beautiful mountains there, but also out in the desert Southwest, I took classes in both areas. I did survival, you know, wilderness survival in both areas, uh -huh. I did, uh, wilderness first aid, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah. So I, I see a logo has her, H-E-R, as an mm -hmm. abbreviation for Explore Reach, uh, Hike, Explore, Recharge. Right. Do you focus on mainly women activities, women hikes, or you take groups of women out? Uh, I do because I know your background is um, life coach and uh, public speaking and things of that nature. How does all that intertwine? Well, another great question, Chris. Um, you know, after spending some years in um, in a business outside of of the realm of the outdoors, um, I just went on to get my my life coaching certification. I was going through some things in my own life that I needed to, um, you know, to address and, and try to get a perspective on, on how to handle it. And I, I very soon realized, you know, I think that we all think, oh, we're always alone in, in the things that we go through. But then you realize that there's, you know, a world of other people that are experiencing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that's what propelled me to get into life coaching, which led into all these other areas, you know, that that you just touched upon. And I did um, some work with women in uh, non-traditional um, industries, you know, mostly male-dominated industries. And I also worked with segments of um, the population, college students that were from very underserved areas who came to college and didn't have a lot of the um, just awareness and uh, they had no real role models. Um, so they were receiving their education, which was great. But I went on to do some mentoring and some uh, leadership activities with them. And um, so that is, I, I do enjoy working in, in that segment. I feel like that's, you know, my little niche where I do best. So you, you organize these hikes. Mm -hmm. Where do you go? Well, <laughs> 
I have, you know, I have some real go-to areas and I have to say personally, I love the Southwest. I'm not from the Southwest, but I have fallen in love with it. And there's so much to explore out here. You know, there's culture, there's um, geographical, you know, there's land formations, there's history. There's mm -hmm. just, it's so much more than hiking. So uh, I specialize in, in like boutique trips. They're very small curated group. I call them adventures, you know, travel adventures. So uh -huh. it goes on hiking. And that's where the hike, explore, recharge comes from because um, I try to keep it very well balanced. You know, we immerse ourselves in, in the area where we are, where we, we do some, you know, mindful activities. We explore our surroundings. We talk to people that um, are, are experts and knowledgeable uh, in the area that we explore. So it's more than just a hike. It's... Uh -huh. it's um, it's it's a whole so it could be hike. could be a day hike could be a weekend hike well i put together their multiple day trips i'm i'm totally not opposed to guiding day hikes but i feel to get the most out of it you know for for what i'm trying to focus on a day sometimes doesn't do it you know mm -hmm. the whole purpose of it is to you know, is to re-spark a passion and purpose in life. And I think people get burned out, you know, in, in what they do. And it's great to go out. I, I mean, if you have an hour, even an hour is plenty of time to get out into the woods and do that. Um, or just go for a walk in your neighborhood, whatever, just to get out of your space. But to really get the whole full benefit, they're they're like mini retreats. Yeah. You know, so, um, and, and I do focus in the Southwest. I formed some wonderful partnerships um, with some, organizations and companies out here so i love to take people out here and and show that to them it's a world that i hadn't been exposed to um you know prior to to becoming involved in this now i know you've done a lot of the national parks mm -hmm. um do you have a favorite destination that you like to just pick up and go to i love the superstition mountains um it's not a national park it's just, it's a, you know, a wilderness area. There's so much to explore. There's so much great history there. Um, and it's a place that you can go to. There's an option, you know, many options of trails. So you can go on, you know, very crowded trails, but you can also, you know, just be out there all by yourself if, if that's what you want to. But that is one of those areas that you really need to have some survival skills. You just, it's not a place that you just want to pop yourself into and say, oh, I'm going to hike, you know, out in the superstition. Mm -hmm. But if we're talking about national parks, I love Glacier. You know, Glacier Glacier National Park. Sure. Really, it's it just sets the standards for parks. It's beautiful. Okay, so let's let's say superstitious uh, superstition mountains, for example. That's in Arizona. It's it desert. You're taking a group out. How mm -hmm. should they prepare? What should they expect? And what type of gear should they? bring along with them? Well, those are all things, obviously, that I would go over with people, you know, before we would, would even venture out um, to actually go on, you know, hikes up into those mountains. I think that they would have to have, uh, first of all, I would, I would know my group before we went. So I would know their physical act, you know, their level of activity, um, 
how prepared they would be to go out. Um, and one thing about my business model is that it is scalable so that there are many of these places. The Superstition Mountains, unfortunately, isn't one of them, but there are places that you can go where a lot of it can be done um, by four-wheel drive. So the, the hiking aspect of it, it's a lot more exploration than it is hiking. Um, but that said, so the Superstition Mountains, I mean, it, you would need to train. I mean, you'd have to train. A, a lot of times the elevation is going to be more than mm -hmm. when people are coming, you know, Flatlanders are coming out here and you're thinking, oh, it's just a couple thousand feet, but that really gets you. Um, the heat, we would set out early um, because the, the heat in the desert is very unforgiving. Um, today, it's going to go up to 96 degrees. So it's not in your best interest to set out on a hike at, mm -hmm. at noon, you know, so we set out at crack of dawn. We always have water, you know, that's one thing that it's like, if there's something you're going to carry in your pack. So I would encourage people, um, I would expect that you have a day pack um, and that you have a hydration bladder and that, um, you know, we have electrolytes, not just water, but you need electrolytes to replenish um, sure. all the, you know, sort of stuff. So these are some things that casual hikers might not um, necessarily be aware of. You have a lot of people come out here, they just have like a 12 ounce bottle of water and they, they think they're going to set out on a trail. Um, you know, we, we always- Not have enough. <laughs> no, absolutely not enough. And that's why there's rescues here all the time. They just, they actually shut some of the mountains here down. I'm, I've been out hiking. I've witnessed numerous uh, helicopter rescues. I've got some great footage of it, um, you know, where just people get into situations that, that they can't. You know, footwear, that's another, you know, very important thing is what, you know, what do you have on your feet? Some people are mm -hmm. more comfortable hiking in higher boots, you know, with some ankle support. Personally, for me, I don't do as well with the, with the higher boots because mm -hmm. I have a shorter leg. So sometimes that <laughs> tends to hit me and, you know, like right at the bottom of my calf. Um, but that's important, you know, to have comfortable footwear and comfortable clothing. Um, again, you want something that's quick dry. Um, a something hat. breathable. Yeah, something breathable, a hat. And although it sounds sort of counter uh, intuitive, but long sleeves, a light color, long sleeve shirt. You see people with, you know, white long sleeve shirts buttoned down. Uh -huh. um, something that will keep the sun off your body. What are some of the dangers that somebody would require a guide to keep people from coming into these pitfalls, like uh, wild animals, bears, um, Correct. cliffs, or, you know, what kind of dangers are involved? They're not just walking out on a Sunday stroll. That's exactly right. I mean, anytime you decide that you're going to step into the woods, you're going to come um, face the fact that you may come up close and more personal than you want to be to some wildlife. I mean, I've come across rattlesnakes on trails. I've come across black bears, grizzly bears, um, you know, moose, elk, uh, deer. You know, I actually saw a mountain lion run across you know a road that was a little scary out of any encounter that i had i was happy that i was far away and um and protected but nonetheless you know there, there are all those animals out there so mm -hmm. um it, it's good to have some knowledge um and some training you know in those areas it's it's not preventable that's not something that i can prevent but it's definitely something that i would have a little bit more awareness mm -hmm. uh, out in the wilderness to um you know, sort of 
you can look ahead and say, you know, okay, right. here's a track. There's a, a mountain lion in the area. There's a bear right. in the area. Or, so right. now when you when you go out, especially when you're guarding a group, mm -hmm. do you carry some kind of bear spray, a firearm, or some sort of protection? I do. So I carry, I do carry bear spray. Um, I don't carry a firearm, although I have a concealed uh, permit carry, so I could I could carry one. Of course, in national parks, you can't have firearms, so, you know, that's out of the question. Um, so, yes, I mean, I think that that's, that would be my first line of defense, would be bear spray. Well, you know, you, you always got to be prepared. Uh, <laughs> now, do you, do you use a compass, or you just know these trails? Well, I tend to try to go on, on trails that I know. I do know how to use a compass. Um, you know, one thing that I do is I try to download maps um, ahead of time on the trails. Uh, There's so many great apps out there. One thing that people don't realize is that some of these um, apps that are available, there are ways to download those maps so that you have them on your phone. Um, so that when you lose cell service, which you generally do when you're when you're out there, you still have that map at hand. But of course, you know you can't always rely on that. So you really need to understand, um, you know, have some basic route finding skills. Mm -hmm. Know where you came from. Know where you're going back to. And I always carry um, like a Garmin. I do carry a a GPS, a satellite phone uh, with me whenever I'm venturing out uh, into the woods. You know, like, you know, I've been up in the Adirondack, which is a pretty uh, thick type yeah. of woods. And I always had a compass with me. I'd shoot a point going in. So correct. I knew exactly where I needed to go. And I could come out within feet of where I went in. Right. Right. And those are important things. And that's, I think that that's some of the dangers that, you know, of people that venture out into the woods by themselves is that they just, they look at their phone like, oh, okay, I can just follow this trail or I'm going to follow this. And then they went, you know, the minute that that stops working, um, we had an incident here. We have, it's unfortunate. I mean, we, we do have here in Arizona, um, you know, people that that unfortunately die on the trail. There was a, a woman um, back in September, and um, according to all accounts, she was around my age. She was local. She lived in the area. She knew these trails. She was on them, and she was what her family would have considered an avid hiker. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, she the last message that she sent was to her husband that was like, "I got a little bit off course, but I'm okay." And he didn't hear from her, you know, for hours. And it it turned out that, you know, she had run out of water. No oh boy. You know, the heat had gotten to her. And they actually, unfortunately, found her um, deceased. And she wasn't more than 800 feet from, she was off trail, so she wasn't on the trail. But it was that far off of where the, you know, the trailhead and the parking area was. So it's a reality. I mean, it happens. Um, it was... Close enough to yes. get out, but correct. It's easy correct. to get disoriented. It is, and that's that's the whole thing. It is easy to get very disoriented, you know, um, when you're hiking, especially mm. in, in the heat, or I mean, even in the woods. You look around, oh, you know, you see one tree, oh, 
they all like look the same. <laughs> exactly. So, so what um what advice would you give a novice that wants to um get started into what you're doing? I would say read, read, read a lot. You know, read up, read up on the areas that you're going to go into. Do not step foot on a trail um, unless you understand. You know where that trail is going, how far it is, that you understand the area um, that that you're going to. Um, I mean, I would say don't hike alone. And that's something that I, I struggle with because I hike alone, you know, I do hike alone. Um, but I would say it's always best, you know, to go with someone and to make sure that, you, you know, you're physically capable. I mean, you're going to come into situations mm -hmm. um, where you maybe have to scramble, you maybe have to go through, you know, water. Um, so you have to really understand what you're getting into, you know, before you before you go out and into the know world. your body, know your capabilities, know your capabilities, right? And there's nothing wrong. I mean, there, there and are and your limitations, <laughs> correct? Um, and that's one thing that um, that I think is the hardest thing because I think we all think, oh, I can do this. You know, you have to be willing to say this might be a little bit beyond what, you know, what I'm capable of. So. Now, yeah. do you keep a, a, a book in your day pack, uh, like a survival book um, that might give um, plants that are edible, plants that are poisonous? Uh, if you get lost, you're going to get hungry eventually. And you might. You are. And, you know, that's that would probably be a wonderful thing to keep. I keep a card um, for like wilderness first aid. So what to do in emergencies, what to check for things like that, you know, what you can use if you're out there, if you break a limb, you know, you, you maybe need to set it. I, I had an experience um, in a canyon in Nevada. I was hiking with a, a friend of mine and we were repelling. Um, there were seven different areas where you had to repel down to get into the, into the bottom of the canyon. So we were coming along and we come down to the last one. And uh, my friend Chris is a little bit taller than me. So um, she, she was going first because she knew the area. She got down to the bottom and she said, oh, it's a little, you know, the rock's a little slippery down here. So her last step, she just stepped right down off onto the ground. And as I said before, well, height challenge. So I wasn't able to take that last step. And my foot, um, my foot slid out from underneath me. And what that did was the weight of my pack just turned my body and just turning my body just that little bit pushed my hand up against the rock and I, I sliced my hand right open um right down I could see my tendon and Ooh. very fortunate that I didn't slice my tendon but um I got right down I looked at her I said all right we, we got to get this bandaged up like quickly so I carry a full you know first aid pack and that's what we did we dumped our all our stuff we butterflied it together taped it up um I quick you know had something to eat, something to drink. And I said, we've, we've got to get back out of the canyon because at that point, um, I just didn't know if my body was going to go into shock, you know, or, sure. or whatever. So um, so there's always, I mean, you, it doesn't matter if you're a hiking guide, you know, nobody's immune to, you could be as prepared as you can be. But, yeah. um, 
you, you know, got to keep a roll of duct tape in your pack. Duct tape fixes everything. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually packing for uh, for a hike to Havasu Falls next week, and I have duct tape. Um, <laughs> took a piece of it, rolled it around a plastic cylinder that's going to be filled with a bunch of little, you know, kind of first aid things, and I've got duct tape. So there you um, go. <laughs> there you go. You need it. It's the number one thing you need in your pack. So. All right. So where can we find you if we want to go on a hike or just find out more information about what you do and how to get with you? Sure. So I have a website. Um, it's hike, explore, recharge, um, all one word, uh, dot com. So you can find me there. You can reach out, uh, sign up for, you know, to be on my mailing list. It also gives you a nice overview of the types of activities um, that I offer. So um, I wholeheartedly encourage small groups of people, friends, family members, co-workers um, to, you know, reach out if you want to go on one of these experiences. But it doesn't preclude people that are traveling solo because you can very quickly, you know, hook up onto one of the trips. Um, mm -hmm. The other way is through Instagram. So it's hike underscore explore underscore recharge. Um, and that's where you can find me. Um, so please follow my account and I'll keep you posted on, on things, um, you know, that I have going on and you can get to see some of the places that I've been. And if any of them interest you, um, I'd be happy to put a tour together to take you there. Great. I appreciate your time and good luck with, uh, your time out in the woods. Thank you, Chris. I really appreciate you asking me to be on the show. Anytime. Okay, take care. We love our children. We protect them. We guide them. We prepare them for life in the world. With all that we do, from deep in our hearts, we cannot control all things. Life-threatening illnesses and disabilities affect far too many of our children each year. While we cannot change the circumstance, we can make dreams come true. Dreams to provide hope, to provide spiritual healing and strength to provide moments of happiness and relief in the hardest of times. We can give a glimmer of light and hope in a time of darkness and despair. Join huntofalifetime.org to help make dreams come true, to provide hope for children with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization fulfilling dreams for hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Visit huntofalifetime.org to learn how you can make a difference.